0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Lifting the Lid here on the official Emirates FA Cup podcast. Over the next six weeks, we'll be bringing you in-depth conversations between our two hosts, TV presenter Tubes and former Fulham, Chelsea and Reading hero Steve Sidwell, and some of the greats of the game, about their lives in football and, in particular, their experiences playing in, watching and, in some cases, winning the FA Cup, the world's oldest and best club competition. In this episode, we kick off with a double dose by speaking to not one but two legends of the game. We've got West Ham, Fulham, Brighton and England's Bobby Zamora, who's also an FA Cup finalist. And we have Leeds, Everton and Preston's Jermaine Beckford, who sits pretty as joint seventh highest FA Cup scorer of all time, despite never reaching a final himself. This week's subject is cult heroes, a role that's difficult to define, but could equally be to do with a player's personality and character around a club, like maybe Troy Deeney at Watford, or a particular moment in the club's history. Both Bobby and Jermaine are certified cult heroes for at least one of their clubs, but it's fantastic to hear what that means to them as footballers and how they relate to the idea. Here's the episode. How are we, boys? Good, thanks. I
1: think I'm better than Bob at
2: the moment. <laughs> I was going to say, come to me. I, I don't know. But be honest or just blag it. I'm all right, man. I've had better days. Let's put it that way.
3: Let's uh, let's tell the people. You've crashed your car on the way here. Yeah, I
2: crashed I? my car on the way here. So I, I, I appreciate your patience as well, you guys waiting for me. So. Yeah, thanks a lot. Cheers, chat. <laughs> you only turned up because you love see. Exactly otherwise I don't
4: have... He would have turned the car around. and oh, I can't, can't. No, I could have
2: turned it anywhere, but yeah. <laughs> I'd have just left the keys and walked down, yeah.
3: What are the memories of the FA Cup for you? I think I know what you're gonna say.
4: Well hold on, let's, let's, let's start <laughs> off. Seventh in the in the all time FA Cup goal scored. I think he's only, only yeah, got goal scorer. Only got people like Rooney, Aguero, John Barnes, Rush.
2: That's I mean, mental. Some, isn't it? Like, some yeah. how, many, how many did you get? Do you know?
1: Um, not as many as the six before me.
4: How yeah. <laughs> many more? I think from the sheet, I think it was 17 goals in 20 games. Gee.
0: 17
1: in 20. 17. Right. Disappointed with that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> Should have been
1: a few more than that. I missed a, sc- a couple of sitters, but listen, these—it's—it's it's an amazing record. I'll be honest with you. It's something that—that that surprised me the first time I heard it. Um, I couldn't believe it. It's one of those moments where you think to yourself, surely they, they must have counted somebody else's and added them onto mine, because I don't remember scoring that many That's goals lot, in the it? FA Cup. You do you know, not, but
3: do you not remember every goal you've scored?
1: If I'm honest, no. Really? Not every goal. Oh, only the, only yeah. the important ones.
2: No, no, I don't remember them, but if you're them back, that it, you know, it refreshes yeah. the memories, oh, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I do remember that, but...
4: No. Not many strikers can say that. Selfish, they know every goal.
1: Yeah. Every single I goal. I thought a
3: striker would know every single goal
1: they If they remember every goal they scored, they haven't scored enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. True, yeah. Poor strikers. <laughs>
3: so out of all you know, those goals, which one meant the most to you in the FA Cup?
1: Um, against Man United. It, it would have to be the one against Man United for a number of reasons. Like playing for, for Leeds United as well against one of your biggest rivals, if not your biggest rivals um, at Old Trafford, um, Stretford end as well. Do you know what? The lead up to that game, like what I used to do, I used to, to walk through Leeds City Centre on the Friday, the Thursday and on the Friday before the, the games have kicked off, just to get a, a feeling of the, the energy around the city and, and a vibe and talk to the locals, uh, locals and, and try and understand what the next game meant to all of those guys and Leading up to this one was completely different. The energy was different. Everybody was sort of on edge a little bit more. They, they, Like the banter was almost out the window. It was like, right, job to do. Make sure you score. <laughs> yeah. Do not let them win. In your head, plant the seed that you are better than whoever you're coming up against. You're going to beat them. We're a, we're a team. We're a city that's together. We're, we're united. We're doing this. And I... I've never been nervous before any games. I wasn't nervous before this game either, don't get me wrong, but I had a, a feeling about this one that it was slightly different, that, that there was a little bit more on the line than just an FA Cup game, you know, and, and leading, coming, getting off the bus uh, when we got to, to Old Trafford and just seeing the fans red, white, mental, absolutely mental. It was going off. And uh, there was a part of me that was glad I was on the bus and not having to worry about getting off the bus and walking through because it looked like it was a little bit too much... Let's just call it carnage. There was yeah. a bit too much carnage yeah. for my liking leading up to a, a game of, of such importance, uh, significance. Um, so for me, I think it would, it would definitely have to be that one.
3: Yeah. And Bob, the FA Cup, love-hate relationship?
2: Yeah, memory-wise, obviously losing in the FA Cup final. That's, that was the... The biggest moment, the worst moment, probably, of my career. Yeah, for sure. What, what is it
4: like waking up FA Cup final day? Mm. Like when, you, when you open your eyes and you go, it's the FA Cup final. Mm. Like, what like, oh, I that is that. the dream. Same here. Oh, yes. yeah, like, what is that feeling?
2: Um, yeah, it, it was a mad, mad day, to be honest, because I, I, I woke up in the morning... Thinking I was going to play, thinking I was going to start.
4: So he didn't. Know, he didn't name the
2: team then. Before. He didn't. He didn't name the part. Wow. was the manager, and he didn't name the team beforehand. And um, Dean Ashen had been injured, and he'd missed like six or seven weeks, maybe something like that. hadn't played a game. So I'd come in for Dino, and I played really well towards the back end of the season, like really well. Really well. <laughs> <laughs> really, yeah, so well. Like, really well. So I thought, yeah, like, that's uh, I'm, I'm on, yeah. I'm on for it. Dino, yeah, okay, maybe you can come on and yeah. do something, you know, towards the back end of the game or whatever. And I remember Pard saying, okay, the team is the, 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 and I'm sat there and I hear my name, Teddy Sherrin, is next to me, I think. Um, and he, uh, I didn't hear my name, I heard Dino, and I was like, my, my jaw just hit the, hit the floor, like, I, I couldn't believe it. And I don't remember another thing he said that, mm. that, I don't remember another thing, and I remember Teddy, I think Teddy put his hand on my knee, like, I think he was shocked as well, to be honest. Um, so I can't remember what the manager said after, but just, all I remember thinking is, right, okay, just get your head around it, because you're going to get on at some stage. Um,
3: but how do you mentally turn your head around, like, because that's such a blow, yeah. isn't it? yeah.
2: I don't know, I think I was just in the daze for, for 15, 20 minutes, to be honest, just in the change room. You know, when you're just getting ready, everyone's... You know, there's a few boys come over and go... <laughs> you know, don't, don't really know what to say, but... Right, I was not... like, yeah, like, do you know what I mean? Biggest sort of game of, of my career at the time. And I was like, yeah, just being absolutely gutted. But um, it was a fantastic game. Dino scored, Conch scored. Um, yeah, just, I mean, obviously, we played it really, really well. Um, and things were going so so well for us. I ended up coming on, um, uh, and um, our fullback sort of instead of throwing it down the line, sort of throws it inside. of i think, kicks it inside, and um, it goes to Stevie G. Obviously, and, and, an iconic goal for the FA Cup. Yeah. But I'm stood directly behind him, and I, he's so far out, you're almost willing him to shoot because yeah, yeah. he's so far yeah, out. Go on, have a go yeah, go it's, on, like, it's ridiculous. And I'm stood behind him, and I see it bounce across, and he just hits it so sweet. And I'm like, oh no. And you just the shakers going for and it's like, oh no, nah, no, nah, just, uh, just an unbelievable strike, and just uh, so late in the game and uh, and down to penalties it was. Um, and then obviously for myself to, to have my penalty saved, I'm not missed. I don't like that. See that? Yeah. I That's don't like it. that. That's the thing, I have, to,
1: right? I have to concur with you there. Yeah, yeah it's not if, if he saves it, you it's a save. I've just not exactly. In actual fact,
4: it was on target. I've, yeah. seen, I've seen that penalty before, right? It's a, it's a, it's a good penalty. It's, it's literally just inside the post, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. But what I want to say is, why, have you t- why did you take it with your left foot? I know you're left-footed, but you t- you, I know you, and yeah. I played with you, and you take penalties with your right foot, which is... I mean, it's a ridiculous yeah, stat that you've no. got. There's only two people to score in the Premier League with their left foot and a right foot in penalty in Premier League history. Is it, yeah? Wow. Yeah, yeah, Bob's one true. of them, obviously. Yeah. So yeah. why not? Why Who, who's who's the away? other one? Who's the other one? It's uh, the Nick <laughs>
1: Martins. Bob <laughs> Martins. Yeah. That's it. Oh. So, wow. so that's decent, th- that. Doesn't training
2: count? Because I've done that. <laughs> 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 yeah. So in, t- what? That's <laughs> in terms of the penalty, I, I mean, I was just... I, I took more of my left. I took more of my left. And I always sort of placed them, to be honest. Um, in the week leading up to the FA Cup, we had um, Ludo McCloska was our goalkeeping coach, obviously, yeah. at the time. And he had uh, he was good pals with Peter Cech. Okay. So, Peter Cech came into training. All the players took six penalties against him.
3: Peter Cech came from Chelsea into your wow. training? Yeah, season's
2: over, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's the FA Cup. So, he's just yeah. come in to, to, wow. say, to just do a couple of saves. And he was on a boat in Sardinia. <laughs> t- <laughs> <laughs> like a, a neutral goalkeeper, isn't it? That's brilliant, isn't you know it? Mean? Yeah, good. yeah, it's yeah. fantastic. It's pals, pals with Ludo. he come in. Every player took six penalties. I took three on my left, three on my right, scored all six. So I was like going up to the penalties, like, yeah, I'm confident. I, I,
0: yeah.
2: I didn't mind penalties. They never, they never really bothered me. I remember walking, doing the walk up to there, No nerves whatsoever as well. Um, as I say, I was probably could have hit it a little harder, but I was right. happy with the direction of it. Um, but he goes the right way. And if you keep him, you know... Makes the effort to really go in a direction, and the ball's going that way, then there's, you know, he's got a good, good chance. And he ended up saving, saving my pen. But um, yeah, gutted about that one. But um, it's, it's the FA Cup.
4: In that game, though, before Stevie scores, because mm. you was on top, I mean, you're winning. Yep. You've got one hand near enough on the mm. cup. Is there? Was there a point where you're on the pitch thinking I've won the FA Cup?
2: Yeah. <gasps> I didn't. Th- I didn't see him. I didn't see him. I didn't see him scoring. Like I just. The, the whole vibe of that, even though they came back in the game and we, we, we went back ahead, it, it just the vibe was we, we we could do it. We could we just grind it out. We, we felt solid. We was solid, to be honest. But it was just one special Stevie G moment yeah. from a ridiculous mm. distance.
3: It was a joke. Wasn't it, it was. Under- you know comic. what I mean?
2: So... And and poor Lionel, who was our... um, He couldn't speak much English at all, Lionel Scaloni. He came from... uh, This
4: is the right-back? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: He's Argentinian. I can't remember what Spanish club I think he came from, on loan. And he cried from the final whistle, or or when the penalties, till all the way home. So the last moment I ever saw him, he was crying the whole... Like, with his dad, just on the plane, like, all the way back, everything. Just, yeah, he was... He couldn't believe, you know... It well, mis- wasn't really a mistake. It is a mistake, but it isn't really a mistake. He's is it one of them ones in the
4: dressing room after where you go and say, yeah. oh, don't worry about it, and then you turn around and you go, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Just what? are you doing? I couldn't
2: do that. I'd miss the penalty. had my penalty saved. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, that's a... That's a yeah. Honoured to have been in an FA Cup final, but mm. not, the, not the result that I wanted, you know. And
3: um, we mentioned the goal against Man United, which made you a cult hero. What was it like at Leeds during those times and the fans? It's such a massive club and they're they're passionate,
1: aren't
4: they?
1: Unbelievable. Unbelievable. We were in League One at the time, um, and I'm pretty sure we were the only team in League One to have had 35,000 fans every single week. Week in, week out. Incredible. Not to mention the away support as well. We're taking 10,000 away fans to pretty much every single stadium as well. So the away games were also feeling like home games. Unbelievable! so passionate, so they, they just buy into everything that you're, you're doing on the field, as long as you're working hard. First and foremost, you have to work hard and you have to do your job. As a number nine, my job was to score goals and I was fortunate enough to play with players that fed me, that gave me the ball in situations, in areas where I was going to be lethal, I was going to be a problem for defenders. You know, so um, the fans absolutely bought into to me and what I was doing for the team and we, we had the best time. We had the best time. Leeds, for me, is my favourite club. It's the club I support.
4: What was it like, jump, that jump from Wildstone to Leeds United? Piece of cake, man. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Saturday
1: playing in front of 100, 120 people to Tuesday playing in front of 34
4: and a half. Is that, that was, how, is that
1: how quickly the turnaround that's, was? That's how quickly the, the turnaround was. It was it was phenomenal. It was to a point where oh, I'll take you I'll take you on a journey. So I was playing for Worldstone, and initially I was scoring, I was playing games, scoring lots of goals, and, and getting a lot of awareness. And my manager Gordon Bartlett said to me, he his agent, his old agent, um, wanted to have a chat with me because there was some interest from a couple of professional football clubs for me. And at 22 years old. Working for RAC, I'm driving a bright orange van, like blue uniform, turning up to training in my van and, and playing a match and then going back in my van to, to go and finish off the night shift. To have the opportunity to to then live my dreams, being a professional football player, I dropped everything and I said, This is my sole focus, this is this is my angle, this is what I'm doing. I'm I'm giving everything to get in there to become a professional football player. And so he, he phoned me and he said, look, Yoval town. They want you. They want to sign you now. What are you saying? I said, I'm all in. I'm all in. <laughs> Go on. How do I get there? Yeah. So like, I have my, my big A4 map. We didn't have uh, maps on the phones or anything like that back then. So I, I had a highlighter, yellow highlighter. I highlighted the route on the map, popped that on the passenger seat next to me. I was driving in my... Renault McGann. I
3: thought you were going to say the RAC. No, it wasn't. Way.
1: It was the RAC van. I was in my RAC van. What? Bright orange RAC van.
3: Mega. So I
1: popped it on the, I popped the, the map on the um on the seat next to me. So obviously you, you're following where you are on the routes. When the, the road bends, you're looking, you're like, right, that's exactly where I'm at. Until you get it wrong and you like, you miss a bend and <laughs> you're going like. have a nice <laughs> journey. In, it's like
2: that as well, it's, isn't it? It's, it's the it's whole not, way. Like you cannot sit on a motorway. The, from, no, from no, from no. From it's, it
1: was painful. So I, I made it about, I made it about, almost three-quarters of the way there, and then my agent, uh, my agent phoned me and said, right, Palace and Charlton are interested in, and Watford are interested in getting you on loan, on, on trial, sorry. Do you fancy it? And I'm thinking, at the time, I'm pretty sure Yoval were in League Two, and the three clubs I just mentioned were in the Championship, and I'm thinking, what? What? No disrespect for Yeovil, uh, to Yeovil, but... Pff, See you I'm
4: later. Come on. Yeah. I'm yeah. A, pff,
1: yeah. I'm on, break's on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I, I headed back and the following day I was at, at um, Charlton and it went well, didn't get anywhere. Um, I was a little bit raw still trying, but, you know, I, I knew I was raw. I knew I wasn't up to the required standard that I saw there. Um, went to Palace, played um, played one or two resi games, scored a couple of goals. But again, I was told, listen, keep working hard. You're doing really well. That'll that old chestnut, like, yeah, yeah. you're not good enough, but, you know, <laughs> yeah, you keep, you keep going, mate. Some, good yeah. luck. All right, pal. And then um, went to Watford and I was meant to be there for a week. And after the first day, he blew said to me, listen, I've got a contract here. Sign it, call your agent, tell him to come down here. And, you know, um, tomorrow you'll be a professional football player for Watford. I phoned my agent and he was like, listen, that's incredible. Congratulations. Well done. That's, that's dream come true stuff. Like, Well done. You deserve it. However, leads are interested. And they, they don't want to take you on trial. They want to sign you now. Like, and I thought to myself,
2: damn. Where are these in the Prem? Champ. In the Champ as well.
1: One place above Watford.
2: Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm thinking to myself, right, well, how do I get out of this? Because I've, I've said to Aidy Buford, listen, yeah, of course, man, I'm, I'm in. Like, oh, no. no problem. Awkward and conversation. It's awkward, yeah. And I said to my agent, listen, how, how, do, I, how do I get out of this, yeah. like, I need to be the nice guy because like, I can't be horrible. How, like, how do, I, how do I deal with this? Yeah. And he said, that's what he said. He said, look, just be honest. I'm sure you'll understand. So um, ended up um, speaking to him and, and he understood, obviously. I'm like, well, you know, uh, thank you anyway for the opportunity. I've, I've appreciated it. I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed the day and, you know, had, had a lot of great fun. Um, still, fr- still friends with a couple of boys from, uh, well, now even. Mm-hmm from from my time there yeah. so i hit the motorway up to leeds um i left my rac van at home i'm in my renault again now yeah yes. rolling up <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> up right. i had three hobcaps i had a couple of dents in the back <laughs> it was a mess of a car but i loved it and, yeah, yeah. and i worked hard for it and um turned up to four parts and i'm seeing aston martin i'm seeing bentley and i'm seeing like all these beautiful cars and I know for a fact, all these boys have done really well for themselves. They've got, they got decent money in the bank and all that stuff. And i I got about 60 quid in my bank account. I'm ready to get overdrawn. Like, I just about made it up to, to four parts of my car. It was rattling. Got out, looked around. And I was like, "Jeez, this is mental. I've made it. I've made it. I can't believe I'm here. Yeah. And then my dad said to me, mate, that's amazing. You've done really well. But just so you know, you haven't made anything. You haven't made anything. Your journey starts now. This is where the hard work starts. And um, I just took every day as it was my last. And I did, okay. yeah. later, yeah, I did okay. Fifteen years later, absolutely. I did okay. Did very well, mate. <laughs> um,
3: Bob, every club you went to, um, the fans loved you. Absolutely loved you. Maybe not Spurs, but, you know, you're a cult hero at all those
1: clubs. Why not Spurs? Well,
3: you didn't, it didn't go too well,
2: did it, Spurs, to be honest. Well, did it go bad? Well, it didn't go well, bad. But you know. I don't remember <laughs> it going bad. I was <laughs> yeah. oh, mustard. No, no it, was a, it was a short time there, really. Yeah. It was a short time there, but, um, yeah, I learnt a lot that, that eight months that I was there.
4: Who was the manager?
2: Glen Oddle signed me. Um,
4: I remember um, when you said you was, yeah. he was coming home from England in the 21 game. Do you remember? From Sunderland. we played at Sunderland we was was coming home and you was like no because I'd done the season on loan at Brighton the season before and he was like I think I'm going Spurs and I was like some move that Glenn Glenn Oddle was obviously legendary wasn't he
2: yeah but it was just yeah Glenn Glenn got the sack and um, Cleety came in and uh, yeah just you know the opportunity was to go West Ham and they wanted Jermaine Pards would only would only do the deal if I went now uh West Ham's obviously my team actually Leeds Leeds were interested as well really? Leeds were in the Prem at the time
3: yes. everywhere you yes. went the fans loved you mm. why do you think that was
2: because uh, I scored scored a couple of important goals really there were time there were times where at all the clubs I think all the fans um weren't, weren't for me but just do what you do mm.
4: There was a, a spell at Fulham. you had to and, turn them around, didn't you? And
2: silence a few people, yeah. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. The, the time at Fulham was was a was a my f- first season. Now, I think I only got like a four or five goals, but my my role was like a defensive forward. Yeah, yeah. I would sit on Paul Skulls for ninety minutes and harass him. <laughs> And all the players in the team appreciate and understand what your job is because they, they they understand, and the manager's speaking it and preaching it day in day out. Mm. So the players, not a problem. They're like, gosh, "Done some miles today, chasing like shadows." Do you know what I mean? Did you hate that though?
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. It's quite rewar- rewarding at times. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? When you shut out skulls of your some of those ball-playing centre midfielders mm. and just know that they're going, oh, "Go away," do you know yeah. what I mean? And I'm just like sh- just screening, basically, just trotting yeah, yeah. left with, left and right. <laughs> screening but when I'd get the ball I'd play the ball through to, to AJ and it was nice to, to see him go on and score yeah. and be a part of that and be a part of that thing but it was, it was it was hard work but fans they don't they don't see that they don't understand that so it's like oh they look at a stat even you know owners they're looking at stats and going well oh, he ain't not scored many goals you yeah, let's get him out the door mm. which which pretty much happened in my, my first season at Fulham um ended up going speaking to um speaking to whole and I was like no. Nah. I ain't going up there, no chance. Come back down, said to Roy, I ain't going anywhere. He's like, that's the best bit of news I've had all day. Oh, so brilliant. he said, perfect, I want you to stay anyway. So um, the next season, AJ ended up getting injured. I ended up being the one up top. Yeah. Zoltan Gira played in the hole. Just uh, banged in loads of goals. And there was plenty of them yeah. celebrations as well, you know. <laughs> yeah, to my own fans, yeah. But no.
4: I don't think it was just the goal. Uh, the goal obviously is massive, isn't it? But as a player, like I played with Bobs for Fulham and for Brighton. And a lot of the play revolves around him. Yeah. Like, mm. He's talking there about defensive responsibilities, but there was a lot of stuff when he was playing. Get the ball up to Bob's, Your get runners off. Yeah, whole the hold-up play was oh, a joke. The, folk, oh. the
1: focal point.
4: You talk to people yeah, like Rio such. and yeah. Carragas and that, they, they hate you playing against Bob's. They hated it. You know, it was it was a battle, wasn't it? it was. Mm. You used to relish them, yeah. them types of games as well.
2: Yeah, I used to, I used to like... Um, I'd, I'd love holding the ball up on the edge of the box and setting someone for a shot. Yeah. I'd love that. I'd, I really would.
1: I would have loved to play up front with you. Yeah. No, just <laughs> get <laughs> round me. Yeah, just, get,
2: just get round me. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. And it's, it's, yeah, nice, nice part of, you know, you work on it in the week and it's something quite straightforward, really. Get it up to the big man as such, keep hold of it, bring players into play and but you
3: could box. do everything though, you could hold it up and
2: you could finish as well. My, my game evolved as a kid, really, because I was always that. I was always the smallest kid in the, in the, in, in the Sunday side. I was known as little, little Bobby Z. JT would call me Little Bobby Z. Do you know what I mean? I was like short, rapid. And as it happens, I, I ended up shooting light game like that, absolute beam pole, like that. So my game, I wasn't absolutely rapid anymore. So I thought sort of my game had to evolve. Then at West Ham, I, uh, at Brighton, I, uh, I sort of, I don't I don't know, I, just, I was a little bit in between, so I was intelligent, but not overly strong, not overly quick, but just had a knack. Yeah. Ended up going to West Ham, and um, I got injured there at one stage, and I ended up being in the gym for like two, three months, I think. And um, we had an Australian um, uh, fitness guy. He didn't care ab- about football at all, so he was... Fully like ah, Jim, 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 strong, strong, Aussie rules, rah, right. all that. <laughs> <laughs> so I was doing these mad exercises with him. Didn't really think anything of it. I was like, okay, yeah, getting stronger. Da, da, da. Yeah. Went out to train in the first session, and, and uh, Matty Upson was was uh, the centre half at, uh, at West Ham, and he was quite a strong guy. Do you know, what I mean, quite athletic. And I remember the first ball came over and I just sort of went out like, and put my arm out and he didn't, he didn't move me. And I thought, hey, you obviously ain't trying here. And then the next <laughs> ball comes and, I'm, and the same thing. And I'm like, like, actually, I know, yeah. s- hold on a second. He's actually trying here. Well, hold up, go away a second. <laughs> and then the game was like, oh, OK, I don't have to, I don't have to move loads. I can just plot. Yeah. And the and, uh, and game sort of changed f- from, from then on. But, um, yeah, I suppose that's just the evolution of, of, of my, my football, I suppose, my, the way I played.
3: Absolutely, and you mentioned little Bobby Z there. Mm. That was the Bobby Z who played for Senrab. Yeah. John, I mean that team was an absolute liberty, wasn't it?
2: Mm, yeah, it was a good, good old Sunday side. Yeah, we had them. Um, uh, well, there's five, five players from that Sunday, time, Sunday side that went on to play for, for England, four England caps. Wow. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> oh. unfortunately, not all at the same time. That would have been that yeah, would have amazing, been freaky, wouldn't, wouldn't it? it? So there was me, uh, Paul Kincheski. Ledley King, John Terry and Jay Lloyd Samuels um, all had, all had uh, Fulungan, Fulungan caps and obviously wow. under-21s as well. What age group was com- that? How, how old was
4: that sort of spanning from them when you had all them uh, players
2: there? 14, 15, uh, 13, 14, 15.
4: 13, 14, 15. As mad as it sounds, even 14. at that age group, did you think we got, a bit. We, we got a chance of making it? Did you ever think in, that we, we could, I could be a professional?
2: No, nah, in my head, uh, I was always sort of told, like... Uh, in your Sunday side or in your district or in your county, maybe one of you will sort of make it pro. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. With bloody good set of players, and they're all really, really, really good. All the pro clubs, all those, all those bits and bobs, but it was always, okay, so one of us is going to make it pro. Do you know what I mean? You couldn't, couldn't put your finger on who, who it would be. But, um, yeah, the journey for us all was, was yeah, incredible. Some, some great stories. I mean, I was at Bristol Rovers doing my apprenticeship, and yeah. obviously John's playing in the Premier League, you know what I mean? I'm watching yeah, him yeah. play, and Conch as well, you know, both playing at a young age in the Premier League. He was at Charlton and, and, and smashing it. So, um, yeah, Jay Lloyd was at Villa, again, played in the Prem at a young age. So, uh, I went a long way around, do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't change that for the world, I really wouldn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, some team, yeah. I think we are, we are... I only remember losing one game. And how um, many? And how many just... I don't know, yeah... I we actually <laughs> lost the Scotty Parker's team um, well, you, you know what team you played for didn't you? you're South, South London isn't it?
4: yeah I, I can't remember what team you played for it's mad when you when you all become pro and adults but you've all played against each other when you was kids yeah. as yeah. young as like 9, 10 you always remember the one yeah. that stood out in that team and, yeah. oh that's, that's Scotty Parker he plays that team more yeah. for like Scotty, Ashley Cole Ashley
2: yeah. Cole was the one he used to play he played for a Sunday side called Puma he yeah. played up front at the time so he was like he was like me actually. I remember us both as just kids, quick. little like that, just darting about. Obviously, then he ends up playing left left midfield. Then he ends up left back. Where was he at Arsenal? Was he left midfield at Arsenal? Nice. He started there. It was
3: left winger, wasn't he? Was left, left winger. winger yeah, yeah. As as an apprentice, yeah, wasn't and it? then, he,
2: and then he moved back yeah. to yeah to left back. And I remember I remember thinking, oh, hell, how has he ended up as a left back? Can't see that. One. Never see that one coming, <laughs> Man, you know, because no. he was rapid and, and, and decent on the ball.
3: And Jermaine, when when did you realise that you were? You had a bit. At
1: what, what age? Uh, six. <laughs> 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 um, do you know what? Since my early memories playing Sunday League football, literally as an eight, nine, ten-year-old, just picking the ball up, knocking the ball one side, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. just being short and rapid, that was me in a nutshell as well. Yeah. Knocking the ball one side, sprinting around the other side. I did that to every single player I came up against and scored loads mm-hmm. So I guess I kind of always knew it. I always knew there was a way to get around players without really having to try.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, and that was the way. And then my dad started saying, right, well, if you knock it that way and they stick their leg out and get it, then what are going to do? Because you don't have the ball. Try and do that. Try and do a little step over and see if you All can right. throw them off balance. So I did that and still knocked it the other way and, and carried on. But going back to one of my old... Um, what, what I said a little while ago, is, is just picking up little bits from different players. Um, and when I was able to, to implement them in my game and make my game a little bit easier because of them, I kind of, I guess it kind of stemmed from there. Yeah. Yeah, so 6 <laughs> <laughs>
3: And we talked about Leeds. Um, how hard was it for you to leave?
1: Um, very hard. Very hard. I, I never wanted to leave. Um, my contract was up. Uh, in the summer and um i was I was having a, a brilliant season. I was on my way to uh, finishing off the season with thirty, which i did uh thirty goals that season and just um it it's it's painful because like i said after after the first week of being there, I knew that this was the club for me so i, I bought into everything about it I bought into the the history of it all the past legends of the of the the league united teams as, uh, as well because They were there every match day so you would you would talk to them you would interact with them and and just get an understanding of what it meant to those guys and for them to still be floating around now and talking to 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 my generation the younger generation about what it takes to be a a, become a a success at at this club Mm. i i wanted to to kind of emulate some of the magic that they'd produced for the for the club so it, it was it was one of the hardest things for me to leave, but I also know that everything has a has a, a sell-by date. So yeah. it's it was a bittersweet moment for me. My final game um, was at Ellen Road as well, which was great because that was where my first game for Leeds was, um, and I wore the captain's armband. I had I, I got <laughs> to lead Leeds United out yeah. to on Ellen Road uh, pitch as the captain and. You know, in, in our final game as well, it was a matter of if we win the game, we get promoted. If we draw or lose, we go to the playoffs. And we, we weren't very good in the playoffs, to be honest with you. So um, it was great fun. It was great fun. I, I, I loved it. We ended up, incidentally, playing against Bristol Rovers, um, going down to 10 men and a goal down as well. So first time leading the club out, 10 men, right. <laughs> goal down. Um, But Johnny Housen ended up scoring a a magical equaliser in the second half to to bring us level. And then the ball ended up falling to me. Yeah. um, Inside the the six-yard box, goalkeeper diving out, defender sliding the other way. Got my body over it, volleyed it down into the ground, ended up scoring, celebrating off, done some mad Michael McIntyre skip. (laughs) 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 right blue tongue and all that. Um, celebrating in the corner and, and, you know, to to have been able to leave the club in that situation, I wasn't happy leaving the club, but if I was going to leave it, I'm glad I left it in, in the very capable hands of the guys that took over it um, from my, my uh, during my time there.
3: Right, because this episode's <coughs> about cult heroes, uh, who are your heroes growing up?
1: Uh, I'd have to be Ian Wright, one of my, my biggest heroes of all time. Um, Growing up, similar sort of circumstances and coming into the pro game later as well. Just everything about him, his mannerisms, his technique, his talent on the field. Just outrageous. Yeah. Big fan. Bob?
2: Uh, yeah, Ian Wright was a goal scorer. Obviously, mm. being a striker, he was, he was who I sort of looked up to. Um, I used to put Maradona, I had a little, yeah, obviously, VCR back then. I used to put that in on a Saturday morning and a Sunday morning when I'm having my breakfast before games little video about him and growing up and playing football in Argentina and all sorts so he used to inspire me and obviously he was a fantastic player so Diego Maradona as well it's
4: man, mm. it? like right he's my hero I was back to say I thought yeah mm. right like different to completely different positions he was striker midfield player like, I remember going FA Cup final I was going to watch Palace when I was a kid yeah. like being from Croydon a uh, Palace boy and uh I went to the FA Cup final in 1990 when they played United. When he'd come on, he broke his leg and then he'd come mm. on in the, in the final. Got, got back fit for it. Scored two. Went to the replay. And I remember going to the replay again and they come out in the black and yellow kit at the old Wembley. I remember crying to my dad because they never wore the black and yellow kit. I was like, black and yellow? What is this? And they lost really? 1-0 yeah. to, um, to United. But mad how so many people have got Ian Wright.
2: I think mean, it's his uh, character as well, wasn't it?
4: It's just, just the way he loves football
1: yeah, as well. Yeah, loved like, it,
2: passionate, larger than life. Yeah,
4: yeah, just out it. there and just
1: didn't really care about anything else. He was quite happy to take the mick out of himself as well, which I think you have to have a little bit about that, a little bit of, of that about yourself as well. And I, I, I like to think I've I've taken a little bit of that on as well. I like to I like to have fun with life.
3: And you used to love, didn't you, scoring against rivals? Oh, and then you go to Leicester. Yeah, yeah. And you... you <laughs> Patrick, <Passionate. laughs> Patrick against <laughs> Forest, unbelievable
1: that was That was amazing that was that was so much fun as well. just watching the, the <laughs> <laughs> watching the game back as well because I was getting a little bit of stick. I was going through a little bit of a patch where uh, when as a striker, when you 're not scoring goals you 're not necessarily remembered for the things that you do off the ball mm. you know the the shielding of Probably other players as you mentioned yeah. um, the the selfless runs into the channel, creating space for Dave Nugent through the middle to to uh, score a goal, or Anthony Knockhart or Andy King or somebody to to create some sort of magic and then to to get the first in that game, I thought to myself that 's it that 's all I needed that 's what I needed and then the whole stadium erupted, and they were buzzing with it. Then the ball dropped to me again, put it away and i 'm thinking mate i 'm on cloud nine here oh,
3: yeah
1: this is me i 'm going for trick. stuff this. <laughs> I've always been one of those players that I don't I don't rue the misses. I don't worry about the ones that I've missed. I'm always on to the next one. As a striker, as any football player, you're gonna do that. You have to do that as a
3: striker, just completely block out, forget it's that you're gone, to get yeah. it. Yeah.
1: yeah, it's gone. Yeah, gone. yeah, yeah. Nothing you do. And that uh, and that was my mindset. Listen, I'm gonna get opportunities where I miss. Yeah. I've had a couple of open goals where I should have scored, like where the, the goal's where you are, the ball's coming from you, on my strong foot, all I need to do is side foot it in. Side foot, I've missed, it's gone behind me, it's hit my heel and great clearance. <laughs> the complete opposite of what I've intended to do, but it's gone. And you, you get on with it, you move on. And the more you think about it, the less likely it is of you being able to put it right the next time. So I've always said, look, if I have seven opportunities in a game, I'm going to score three of them. Simple as that. I'll score the first three and miss the next four.
3: <laughs> <laughs> but how, how often would you practice finishing? Is it something that comes natural, All the time. Or c- can you just, can you get much, much better Or is it you've got it or you haven't?
4: You could get much better at right? it. Yeah. Strikers get free reign, don't they, after training. Yeah. yeah. Strikers get like, yeah, go on in. Whereas midfielders are trying to creep over and defenders are trying to creep over and they'd be like, what are you doing? we in <laughs> a session,
2: yeah. yeah. You can can really <laughs> too in you get fouled. Just go
1: in. Yeah. I used to hate it when defenders and midfielders came over mm. because it meant. Instead of me waiting two or three goals to get another chance, I'm waiting seven, eight, nine times to get a chance. That's not what I'm out here for. (laughs) That's not what... You're here to tackle. You get in
0: there.
1: You're you're here to pass the ball to me. So get out wide and pass it to me. And the rest of you, just follow my lead.
2: (laughs) It's it's just repetition. I've got an Mm. image of of both the playoff final goals and they're like carbon copies Mm. of of when I I make contact with a ball. It's, It's... It's freaky. You you don't think about it, but it's just repetition, you know. Muscle Muscle memory. memory. And and yeah, yeah. Yes, it's it's freaky when you put both of them like that. Four hundred million quid, whatever. (laughs) (laughs)
4: That's your nickname, isn't it? Four hundred million pounds left foot. Cheeky ten percent bonus. What? Yeah, bloody what? What's it like? Car (laughs) fixed. What's it like when for a striker when you go to a club? Is it? I've got to score straight away. Is, is that is that is that the, the, like the sole focus? Like my, I, I've got to score my debut or the, the next game. Because as a midfield player, or player You want to go and play well. To, mm. you know, Give a good account of yourself, play well. But as a striker, is it? I've got to score, be all and end all.
2: Um, It's important, isn't it? That's what you're judged on, ultimately. But mm. um, that's if you're... I think even more There's so if you're... different type of strikers, yeah, though, yeah, isn't there? If, if you're seen as a goal scorer, an out-and-out goal scorer, then yes. Whereas... Towards the back end of my career, I'd be happy going up there, bashing a couple of defenders about, holding the ball up and making sure that, that we're playing football in their half mm. more than they're in our half, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be happy with that. i walk off the pitch and go, tick, yes, I'll take it, do you know what I mean? So, but yeah, obviously goals and strikers, they go hand in hand and ultimately you are judged on that, but like I say, in the changing room. In the, in the club and, and the people that understand um, what, you're, what you're trying to do, as long as you've got their respect and everybody knows exactly what you're doing, and they're all happy then, then that's all that I'm ultimately happy with as well.
1: I I, I completely agree. Um, being the other type of striker to Bobby as well, I would feel the pressure to score a little bit more than possibly you, you would have done. Maybe you afforded a little bit more um, leeway because of the type of player you are as well, which is a Massive help to the team. Whereas, if you're a, an out-and-out out goal scorer and you're not scoring, your overall contribution is a little bit—it's judged a little bit as well mm. if you're not scoring. So, I always wanted to to make sure I hit the ground running, yeah, just to to relieve a little bit of that stress that would that was inevitably start creeping in and, and that pressure that would start to build a little bit as well. Yeah. But I've, I've I've been okay in mm. terms of getting off the ground in in. Um, different clubs that I've started, uh, started signing for as well. So
3: excellent stuff and getting back to the FA cup, how would the different teams that you've been at approach the FA cup? So like, you know, West Ham, you know, Brighton, how would you,
2: that, that, that FA cup final year, we ended up playing, uh, almost our second string side, really yeah. in a lot of the, the earlier rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we were doing quite well in the league, or we'd done uh, the season before, we'd done very well, I think, in the league. So it was just a case of, right, the lads that haven't played a lot. You guys, so it's me and Teddy, quite often, yeah, in the FA Cup games that started. started it's not those. a bad partnership, that is all right. Second string for West Ham. <laughs> that, that'll yeah. Take that that work. That yeah, <laughs> yeah take that. but we'd done really well in those games, and it was almost, it almost came a little bit like Arsene Wenger used to play, like. The ones on the fringes, didn't he? But he, he used to play them all the way through, didn't he? That's yeah. right. Whereas now, obviously not. Thanks, Paz. <laughs> <laughs> no, but as it got to the semi-finals, I think quarter-finals, I think uh, semi-finals, um, yeah, obviously, he went, OK, we'll go with, with the Prem sides, uh, the Prem sort of lineup. It's a big trophy. It's a huge trophy. And I think it's one that, yeah, and I know certainly any English lad, which like growing up, you're just like F A cup, cup. FA Cup.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It was the
1: one, wasn't it? it Iconic. Exactly. It was that was it for me. Yeah. And what, what have yeah. you been in two finals? One final, yeah. One final. Yeah. See, that's that that's that's there for me. Mm. I would have loved that. So like when Bobby's talking about his experiences, waking up um the morning of and, and his feelings going into the game and what happens when he's in the game, mate, I'm I'm sitting here, I'm just loving it. Yeah. I'm just loving it, thinking yeah. I wonder what it would have been like for me. Would I have felt any different? Would I have approached the game in a, a, a way that I'd not approached any other games? I don't know. I would like to think, I would like to think so. Yeah, I'd like to think I would have come to, to Wembley and, and scored another hat trick here. That, that would have been it. That, that, yeah. see a, what I did there? You see it. what I did yeah, there? Did.
2: <laughs> that's, that's the thing as well. I, I was a little bit upset that it wasn't at Wembley. It was at Cardiff. Oh, man, yeah. oh, man yeah. it, wasn't it was at, Lendl- at Cardiff, Lendl- the iconic Wembley. Old the school Wembley. What you yeah, think yeah. of really? Is, it, was, it, it, was wasn't, it wasn't. It wasn't there. Yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. As a kid, you remember him coming from like back end, didn't you? Come yeah. out and through. But
3: and obviously you made your name at Brighton, and then you finished your career at Brighton. How was that? It must have been like yeah, a nice pretty, journey.
2: Yeah, nice. So my my. I mean, obviously I went there. And we was in League Two, got promoted to League One, got promoted to the Championship. So it was almost every division I got to play in with Amazing. with them. And I yeah. thought to myself, come the back end, I was like, oh, do you know what, it'd be nice. In the back of my head, oh, it'd be nice to go back to, to Brighton. It'd be even more of a dream to get promoted um, and just get promoted up to every division. That would have been, that would have been unbelievable. Mm. But we missed our goal difference, automatic, with Middlesbrough.
4: The last game, Middlesbrough, yeah.
2: Goal difference, though, wasn't uh,
4: it? Goal difference, yeah.
2: It ended up on goal difference, <clears but throat> At, we lost in the playoffs, um, but I, I was I was injured. I don't know operation by then, but yeah. um, it, that's that's what would have been the icing on, on the cake for my football career to be promoted yeah, every division with, with one club. You know? yeah. 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 I, I probably would have tried to go out uh, in a wheelchair <laughs> yeah. if was playing in the Prem. No, nah, come on, I play for nothing. <laughs> just, let me, just let me play one minute in the Prem. for Brighton. That's what I would have been. You, I'd have like, begged for that. It's I think. mad
4: him, him talking about this because I remember we was on the bench um, one of the games towards the back end of the season and we were warming up and he was in... He was in bits. Bob's.
2: Hull was it? Hull was it? My last game.
4: It was. It was Bob's. It was, it was Bobby's last game. Yeah. So he's warming up, and he said to me, "This is my last game." Like he didn't. No one had known. Oh really? And he was like, "I can't do it no more. This is my last game." And me and him have come through. Like we, I went alone to Brighton when I was 18. Come pals with Bob's pe- best pals throughout football. Yeah. Played with each other at Fulham, and it was a real sur- uh, surreal moment for me. We're warming up like as you do just walking across like jogging across the pitch before the, the proper work with the team and he's going, oh, This is me done now, I can't I can't do this, it'd be my last one. And Did you like...
3: decide on the spot there, Bob?
2: Um I think that was at half time. Uh I think it might have been at half time that, because I was on the bench and I think I played on the Saturday and the game was Tuesday night at Hull away.
4: Yeah.
2: I think. And my body was, like, pff, ruined. And, like I was, and I think Colin Calderwood, was the assistant manager at the time, at one point, he's, uh, second half, he said, go and, get, go and get warmed up. And I think I said to Cole, I can't do it. I can't play. And at that moment, it was like, yeah. You, wow. yeah you can't. You can't. The moment you say, look, I don't yeah. want to go on, pff, is, uh, yeah, that was the, the moment I was like, I need the operation. So the next day, I was like, doc, need to have it done need to
3: how hard was that mentally
2: yeah that was tough Uh, that was tough and and coming back doing your rehab knowing you're not you're not going to get another chance to 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 see it out that was yeah that was a killer really and Jermaine
3: for you when you had to hang your boots up was it just
1: it's horrible man That's a horrible position to be put in Um, I had three major knee operations in the space of four years and surgeon said to me look if you have uh, you can you can carry on you can do your rehab get fit get strong and then carry on playing but if you do it again if you do your knee again you're gonna have to have a full knee replacement and i'm an active guy i've got three kids we're all active we're active as a family we're constantly doing things i can't have a knee replacement before the age of 40 that's what i was thinking so i i said look as hard as it is i've i've done more than I ever dreamt I'll be able to do. You know, I've surpassed my wildest dreams. I'm gonna leave while everything's still intact. Um, and I called it a day, but I still have moments where I miss it. And there are, there are, there are things that you see when you're on television, you think to yourself, oh, if only. If, only, yeah. if I was playing, I would, if, I, if I were playing, I would have made this movement. Or why did he do that? Why, does, why has he try to pin him rather than rolling him? And How
2: long have you been retired? Th- uh, year and a half. Oh my, my yeah, so first, it's still my, fresh. Yeah, my first, my first year, I was like, thank God for that. Like, really, yeah? Yeah, my first year and second year. I think Were you I was ready like, for
1: it mentally, though?
2: Yeah, because I, I didn't train every day. I didn't train every day, do you know what I mean? I was yeah. like one day a week that last season. Anyway, it was Like pff, in the gym on your own, everybody's out there having fun. You're literally in yeah. the gym on your own. Nah. Yeah. Just like, it's just like, pff, so I knew it was coming, but just... Um, yeah, uh, for me, that's year one and year two was like, pff, didn't miss it at all. Now I'm really starting to miss it. Now I wish I could turn back time. Mm,
4: really? Mm. It's, yeah. It's, it's they're very similar to all of us in terms of injury, cutting our career short. And, and uh, uh, the way I look at mine is probably a bit more selfish in terms of, because I give so much to the game for so long. Yeah. I didn't give it a chance to say goodbye. I didn't want a big yeah, fanfare same. of like a whole Steve Sidwell day or clapping. Yeah. But I never knew my last game was my last game. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah same. So right. I never had that chance to go, that that's it, yeah. it was just done. And then I rehabbed and never got back to the game. Mm. So it, that was the hardest part for me of closing a chapter yeah. that was never really closed in my eyes. Yeah, same. Which is which yeah. is quite hard to come to terms with. Absolutely, that's the bit that, that gets me. Um, but I remember playing with Bob's, and like, I remember saying, like, I say things to him like, "Mate, you've played in like Europa, Cup, Europa League like Cup Final, you've played in the FA Cup Final, and, and during like your career, you was like, yeah." <laughs> but you don't realise like Until now. You're I was going to ask yet. you like, you guys now, mm. you're you are like cult, cult hero, nerd. You're icons at football clubs. Like Leeds is one of the biggest clubs in the world. Like doesn't get much bigger, Bob's. You're, mm. you're 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 an icon at three different clubs. Like, d- do you realise?
2: That no, the, I don't see. When you said like cult hero, I was like... you are though. It's you a stretching. Yeah, yeah, Is I, it don't, I don't. Is I don't it really. Say, ah, can you don't, say that.
4: Put this way, if you were still going to go into Leeds, you wouldn't have to buy a drink again. You could walk through, and everyone well, would shake nobody buy a drink now. Everyone can would they? shake <laughs> your hand. <laughs> your like yeah. if you was on holiday, there'd be someone to come to you and go, please let me get your drink for that goal that you scored mm. in whenever. So yeah. and so and so. Same with you, Bobs. Yeah. I mean, I think football's such a bubble and you get so wrapped into it, you don't realise what goes on until that's done. And then you come out of it and you go, do you know what? Actually, that was good. i done well.
0: So, there you go. Huge thanks to both Bobby and Jermaine for joining us this week. And I think it's fair to say that Bob's is a cult hero of the podcast for crashing his car on the way here and still making it along to do the interview. Next week on Lifting the Lid on the official Emirates FA Cup podcast, we've got Stoke legend Jonathan Walters joining us for an illuminating chat about mental health in football and the highs and lows of his career, both on and off the pitch. It really is not to be missed. If you enjoyed this first episode, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, go on and give us a five-star rating too. It makes a big difference. Thanks for listening and see you next week.